Hey guys, welcome to the Makeup Mentor Podcast. My name is Anita. I am your money mindset coach and makeup mentor. This is a podcast where we talk little about makeup and we actually talk all about the business side about being a freelance makeup artist. The beauty industry is a $500 billion industry and we're tapping into it simply just by believing that we can. So if you have the limiting belief that we can't make money in this industry, mm, this podcast is for you. I'm not only going to tell you all the things that I've learned the hard way, but I'm also going to be bringing on the experts in the beauty industry to go over their tips, tricks, strategies, and stories so that you can take your business to the next level. Now, without further ado, let's get right to it. Hi, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Makeup Mentor Podcast. I am super happy and grateful for all of my listeners. I'm grateful for my bed. I'm grateful that I get to sleep in. I'm just listing off a bunch of things that I just woke up just unbelievably like not taking this stuff for granted today for some reason. I really felt that very strongly. And I highly recommend that you think of something that you were so unbelievably grateful for, something that you used to complain that you maybe didn't have, and just show a lot of gratitude towards that. So you Gratitude is one of the highest frequencies, and I have an amazing guest speaker for you guys today. I am so excited that you guys get to hear how vulnerable my guest today is for you. I want you to pay attention to the mistakes that she has made. I truly believe this is the reason why all of the people that are in her coaching programs and all the testimonies that she shares on her social media is because she truly learned from all of her mistakes. And this is all what coaches and mentors are for, right? We're just trying to help you miss some of those roadblocks on the road that you're already going down. So Brianna Young is actually somebody that I met when I was in Las Vegas. So I met her through social media, but then we hosted a networking event uh, with Nicolina at Las Vegas at the WeWork. And then we had all these makeup artists there and Brianna came. So it was so cool to just like actually get in her energy, but diving really deep into her story and hearing everything on the podcast today was such an eye-opening experience. One of the first things that stuck out to me on this episode is how how she talked about how she really, really wanted to pursue something when she was a little girl and then she developed the beliefs that that wasn't a real career and that's not a real job and ended up going a whole different route. She talks about how she manifested somebody else's ideal job working for Oprah Winfrey and how she quit that because it was no longer serving her. Which then led her to finding her passion, being a makeup artist. I love how her story is and how it flows. But another important part about her story is about how she was pursuing something that she loved, but then she quit. And then eventually it came circling back to the surface for her. And again, whatever you are listening to on this episode, you are resonating with it. It's part of your story. If it gives you chills, if it makes you your eyes water, whatever it is that lights you up is resonating with you for a reason. And we want to know what resonates with you. So make sure you screenshot, tell us whatever it is that you got out of this episode. And I highly, highly recommend if you are in the beauty industry, if you are in the bridal industry specifically, connect with Brianna. She is one of the best coaches and she has so many amazing testimonies of how she has helped other people truly quantum jump in their finances from teaching all the mistakes that she made. So I'm super, super excited for you guys to hear this episode. And without further ado, let's get right to it. 
Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Makeup Mentor Podcast. I am super happy and grateful today for my beautiful guest who I have been stalking on social media. I'm so glad that we are in each other's circle. She has so many amazing things going on, and I cannot wait for this mastermind. But today I'm going to introduce you to Brianna Young, and she's going to be teaching us so much about the bridal industry, marketing, and I'm so excited that I get to pick your brain. Brianna, how are you? I am good. I am so Glad to be on the other side of the seat. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. How long have you had your podcast? Uh, six months, eight months. Wow. Cool. Yeah. I started maybe six months. Yeah. I started September. So six months. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So we did, we did an episode together, guys. So if you're listening to this right now, make sure you listen to both sides. And now I know what questions I want to ask you more about because <laughs> I remember a really cool manifestation story that you told us. Uh, last time that we did an episode. So I'm super excited, but I'm just going to do a quick rapid fire and it's going to help warm us up a little bit. I get to know you a little bit more and the audience gets to know you a little bit more. Okay. Yeah. So the first question is how old were you when you first started wearing makeup? Oh my gosh. Four, 14, 14. Wow. I was 14 and I remember it was wet and wild, clear mascara. Oh my God. (laughs) And I had some concealer. I know that my mom got me because I was, you know, I had a little acne when I was, when I was 14 and, and I, and I think I also started wearing purple nail polish, (laughs) but it wasn't allowed in my household. Like that's a whole nother conversation, but it was like purple nail polish. I love it. Wow. Nails. See, that's the kind of household I grew up in where I wasn't allowed to wear makeup until a certain yeah. age. And I'm surprised we don't talk about that more. So that was very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my second rapid fire question for you is how did you learn how to do makeup? So I am self-taught. Okay. Mm-hmm. I So I actually learned, I think... You know, I grew up watching soap operas. Like wow. I grew up, yeah, I grew up watching soap operas with my mom and my grandma. And, you know, I would see them on TV, like applying their makeup. And, you know, it's like one of those days you just get into your grandma's makeup and you start putting it on. Um, that's kind of where I started. And, but I'm, I'm honestly like, I'm a self-taught makeup artist. I have done extensive training through other like certifications as I kind of furthered my career. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm self-taught. I did go and get my license. So I am like licensed in, in cosmetology, but I Mm. actually didn't get that until later in my career. I was already kind of an established business. um, But when I moved out to Las Vegas, I had to, they did require you to be licensed. So I did end up going back and getting licensed. Oh, wow. It required you to be licensed for makeup? Um, For hair and makeup. For hair and makeup. Wow. Okay. Noted, noted. So if you're in Vegas right now, make sure you're taking notes of that too. Yes. Yes. So my third rapid fire question for you is, uh, who is your favorite makeup artist? Oh God, that is (laughs) a hard question. Um, you know what? This is really bad. Like, <laughs> this is really, really bad. You know, to be honest, I'm probably the one makeup artist that does not watch makeup tutorials. I don't watch tutorials. I mean, I've, I've dabbled in some, but I don't watch. 
I don't, you know what? I don't watch other people because, you know, it's like one of those things that it triggered, it triggers me. Mm. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, do I need to be buying all those products? And oh my gosh, like, am I not like, it starts to like question, like I start to question, you know, my artistry skills. And so I honestly, I don't have a favorite makeup artist. I just do me. I just focus on me and do me and what I think is beautiful and what my client and how my client feels in my chair. And that's really all that matters to me. I don't really have anyone that I follow. I, I actually, yeah, I don't, I don't. I love that you're saying this because I remember uh, I talked about this in another episode where I talked about you start to compare yourself to other people and your, your subconscious mind is doing it. You're not, not consciously, but I like how you said that because a lot of times we can get stuck in our own ways and thinking that we need to do every single look or use every single product. And I think you're a really good example of just knowing that you're, you're doing a great job just on your own. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the comparison can just, it kills your craft. And, you know, Mm. even, even, you know, where I am right now, like very established, I know what triggers me and I know Mm. don't go down the YouTube rabbit hole. Like don't go down it. (laughs) My bank account loves me more and more. Not going (laughs) down it. All right. My last rapid fire question for you is what is your favorite foundation. Ooh, it's a toss up, but probably the NARS, um, longwear radiant. Wow. Radiant. Yeah. That is the number one answer that we get. Yeah. It's beautiful. And do you use it on yourself and your client or just, I use it on myself and I've started incorporating more shades into my clients. I, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yay. Awesome. Well, that was super fun, but I just want to get super deep into your story. Like I said, I'm super excited to pick your brain about all the amazing things that you have done, but I really, really want to know where it all started. I want to know if doing makeup was always a plan, or I know you said that you moved to Las Vegas. So where are you originally from and what was the original plan? Yeah. So it's funny. The plans changed a a few times, but I'm actually born in Louisville, Kentucky. So I am a girl from the South, a Southern girl, South Midwest, whatever you want to call it. Um, and growing up, I actually wanted to be a soap opera actress. So, (laughs) wow. (laughs) Yeah. So I, you know, I grew up like watching soap operas with my mom, my grandma, and, um, I just, I love the glamor. I love the beauty. I love the glamor. And as I got older, um, you know, my, my parents, you know, they wanted me to be a nurse, a teacher, a doctor. They're like an actress. That's not going to bring in any money. Wow. So I started kind of changing my career and, decided to go into psychology. It's like, I, yeah, I know lots of turns here. So I thought, okay, I love studying psychology. I loved it. I remember picking up books about the Enneagram, you know, when I was like 15 or 16 years old and reading about it and loving about loving, like just getting to know like what people were and who things, you know, and how people thought. And, um, my first, my first semester in college, 
I took psychology 101, you know, I had all the basics, you know, and I really struggled in school. I struggled. Um, I failed psychology, wow. which crushed my dream. Um, I failed math, which made what? me feel like, okay, how am I going to get through college? Like, how mm-hmm. am I going to do this? Because I wasn't, I was just failing all my tests. So I was tested for tested for dyslexia, tested for, um, a lot of the different learning disabilities, nothing came back proven. Um, but I, it really crushed my dreams. And so, you know, I turned to something that I always, you know, really enjoyed was writing and decided maybe journalism was the place to go. So I moved up to Chicago, enrolled enrolled in an art school that specialized in journalism and, um, you know, started working in broadcasting. I have like before my makeup career, I have a a six and a half year career in journalism and broadcast journalism. I worked for different TV stations, different radio stations. I worked for the Oprah Winfrey show. What? Um, Wow. Yeah. I worked for Oprah. Um, and that was my last job was working for Oprah and wow, it was a great, it was a great at 20, how old was I at 22 years old? I had this great job at Harpo productions doing scheduling production crews to go out dream job for anyone just to get their foot in the door. And I hated it. Wow. It was awful. And actually she wasn't awful, but the job was not for me. It was super demanding. I was like, this is just not how I like see myself. So all my dreams were crushing and I'm like, okay, I need to just take a break. I'm 22. I'm still so young to do all the things. Like, what do I really love? And every time I would walk by, I'd walk home, you know, you're living in city life. Every time I would walk home, I would see these girls at the makeup counter in the window, in the department store window. And I was like, they look like they're just having so much fun, like all the colors and, you know, everyone looks pretty and glamorous. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to just go apply. Like, I'm just going to get like a part-time job there. I'm just going to apply. You know, I was always pretty good at sales and, you know, I, kind of knew how to put on makeup. I was like, I'm sure they train you, you know, but were you still working at the place while you, when you applied oh, or I had quit, I had oh, quit at that point. Okay. 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 Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I had quit Oprah and I was like, I'm just going to do something fun, not have any expectations on it or whatever. So I started, I got my first job in cosmetics, um, working for Stila when Stila was really popular back in the day. And I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with it. I loved helping women. I loved making women feel confident in themselves. I was really good at sales. Um, My artistry got better and better, like as I would get people in the chair and I started getting clients. I started getting bridal clients. They wanted me to do their makeup for their wedding. And it just really all snowballed. Um, it's snowballed from there. And that was kind of how I got my, my first job in, you know, as a makeup artist. And then, you know, you transition and you start freelancing and, you know, and it grew into 
a business in Chicago first before it ever, before it ever became big out here in Vegas, but yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. Okay. There's so many things I want to touch back on. <laughs> Why? <I know. laughs> the first thing, the fact that you knew that you wanted to be, um, in the soap opera, like an actress, like when you were yeah. little and I know we'll, we'll circle back on this, but I just love hearing like what made you super excited as a kid and how it circled back in your life later. And yeah. just kind of he hearing that story about your parents kind of giving you that negative, uh, those limiting beliefs of, well, is it going to make money? Are you going to yeah. be okay? And so I, I love that you shared that on your story. So thank you. That's very, very vulnerable. Uh, and also how you failed math and you failed psychology. And I, I, I got really excited when you said that because it just, it's just really eye-opening to see what if you didn't fail, right? What if you didn't yeah. go that route? Mm -hmm. Probably would have never manifested the move um, to Chicago. I also want to bring that back of how you got out of town. I think that's really, really important part of anybody's story is how they leave where they, they yes. grew up and they identify themselves with and how you left Oprah Winfrey. This is really funny because I've actually done makeup for somebody who worked for Oprah as well oh, in Chicago. Isn't that oh, funny? that's funny. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's and she crazy. Said this, yeah. It was the same story. Like, like it was really cool working for them, but at the same time it was very like intense and very demanding. I, so I very think that's demanding. amazing how you felt and you knew that that wasn't serving you. No, people thought I was crazy. People were like, wait, you're quitting working. You got this great job and you're quitting. I mean, it really questioned, like, I really was like, am I, am I really dumb for doing this? I mean, this is a huge opportunity. People dream of opportunities like this. And, you know, I just wasn't happy. I wasn't happy, you know, and I knew that I wanted something bigger, something mm -hmm. more free, more fun, more, more freedom. I wanted more freedom. Yeah. yeah. And how, how you started to fall something, how it seemed to fall in your lap after you quit. I really want to point that out because I like to say that the pandemic is where people were forced to quit their jobs, you know, laid off or. Right. And that you had that realization on your own. Therefore, you quantum leaped into falling into makeup artistry and getting all your own clients. That's such a, a manifestation. And now I really want to know the process of building your business. Now you were um, starting to attract people. You're starting to attract clients. How did you go about building your own brand, building your own business? And did you know anything about business at the time? I knew nothing about business and mind you, you know, I had, because I had failed math, I actually failed math three times. So it wasn't just once it was, wow. yeah, I failed math three times. Um, so I had this kind of like limiting belief and notion that because I was not good with numbers. And I think a lot of artists feel this way is because they're not good with numbers. Like business is going to be hard and business mm -hmm. is going to be difficult, you know? And, you know, I didn't, I really started my business 
my bridal business in Chicago, but didn't start it. If that makes sense. Like I started like, I'm going to do makeup, but I didn't have any goal business goals. I didn't have any, I didn't know what marketing was. I didn't know like anything to do about business. And I think by that time, I think my, this is telling my age a little bit, but my space was popping up. Like we, we didn't have Instagram like uh-huh. back when I started, we didn't even have Instagram. So, um, I had started my business, but I knew nothing. And I had, um, I think one, I had one business card that I had made and I put this ad in one of the top bridal magazines. I remember this was when public magazine publications were really popular. Wow. And I, I remember I paid like, I think like $1,800 or something to put wow. my article. It was like a tiny little one eighth square in this magazine. And, um, I got like no clients. It was wow. just such a big disappointment. And So I kind of got really discouraged and I quit, like I quit, (laughs) I quit. And, um, and I was just like, this isn't for me. This is going to be too difficult. You know, I'd already made up and I had already said in my brain, it was going to be difficult, you know? So Mm -hmm. it was like, because I told myself in my brain, it was going to be difficult. Guess what? It was difficult. So I, um, I quit and I got another job. I got a job working in retail, um, for a very high end lingerie store. Wow. And worked that. And then, but the funny thing was that makeup was always coming back to me. Ooh, like, I love that. People were, you know, my coworkers would see how I did my makeup and they were like, oh, you do your makeup so well. Like and people, so there was always, makeup was always coming back to me. And I remember, I remember one of the, I saw somewhere, one of the hotels, one of the high-end hotels in Chicago was hiring a makeup artist for their salon. So I was like, I really want to do this again. I want to give this another chance you know, because in my heart, that was really where my passion lied. Mm. And I did the interview and I got the job. So I was like, I took it as a sign that, okay, this is really where I was meant to be. You know, this is where, this is my space. And I worked that, I worked for that hotel, um, until I moved to Las Vegas. And when I, you know, I, the only reason why we made the move, excuse me, at the time was for the weather. We were sick of the Chicago weather. We were sick of the dreary days and we wanted sunshine. And so my partner and I just upped and moved to Vegas. I had no idea that it was the wedding capital of the world. I had no job lined up. I had no, um, no plan. I was just gonna go out there, find a job and then figure it out. I was just going to go get out there, you know, get my, just take some retail job. Right. And then just figure figure out how I could grow my business. So I moved to Vegas and again, had no idea it was wedding capital of the world. And, um, 
you know, and I got my job and I was in retail again, you know, standing on my feet 12 hours a day saying I can be doing makeup for my, for myself and making so much more money, so much more money. And it was still that like pull that kept pulling me to, you can do this again, try again, try again, keep trying. And you know, so I did, I tried again. I tried again. I remember paying $300 to hire somebody in India to do a website for me, <laughs> which, which was like the biggest mistake ever. Wow. And, um, got advertising on the knot. I think that I paid like at the time it was like one eighty five a month or something like that. And I started getting inquiries and then I started getting a lot of inquiries and, and then I realized, okay, this is, this is a really good market out here. And, and then, then I found out it was the number one wedding capital of the world. Wow. (laughs) That's, that's how I got out to Vegas. So, and I've been now, I've been out here now for 11 years. Wow. Oh my yes. gosh. I really want to go back to the poll, the poll that you're getting called there. Um, so this is what I see a lot in other artists. So if you guys are listening to this right now, you've maybe heard some other episodes where I broke this down in other people's stories too, but just trusting that poll and, but also um, noticing how makeup always came back to you. I think that's very, very interesting. Um, I don't know if you know the story about the guy who made Postmates, the app. No, no. Serial yeah. uh-uh. entrepreneur. Um, I was obsessed with his story because I was kind of in your situation where I was doing Postmates and I wanted to do makeup full time. And I'm like only making X amount of money here. And so I looked up his story and his story, he actually had the idea for Postmates, but he would let it go and then would come back and let it go and it would come back. And, and obviously look where Postmates is now, but I just love that's what I took out of that. And I love how your story is an example of that too. Whatever it is that you is supposed to be your guys's um, manifestation, it, it'll keep coming back to the surface, no matter what you do, where you go. And yep. I think his story is a very good example of that guys. Yeah. It just, just it, you'll quit, but, but the, but your, that the spirit won't quit. Like mm-hmm. you'll quit. You'll say, you know, there's so many times where I quit and I was like, I'm done, I'm done. And then there was just another pull, another pull, another pull. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why it took me so long to have, you know, a profitable business, like a real Mm -hmm. profitable business because I kept quitting and I didn't believe in myself. I didn't trust myself, but in my subconscious thought, in my subconscious it was always going to be, no, this is what you need to do. Mm. Yeah. So I know, yeah, you are also very aware of how powerful your mindset is, especially when it comes to making money, doing something that you love. So I really want to know, when do you think that that shift was for you when you started to realize of how powerful your thoughts are and you might've been the only reason why that, the failure has started in the first place, just from those limiting beliefs. That's a really great, great question. Um, mm, I mean, mindset, 
I think mindset work is a journey. Mm. Like I, for me, it was when I, when things started really shifting for me is when I found myself at 34 living in my girlfriend's basement. Mm. And that was the pivotal moment because I had been doing, I had been working my bridal business in Las Vegas for a very long, for, I would say at least three years, three years and working my other job. And so I hadn't let go. I hadn't, I still had the the full-time job. Mm -hmm. I had the part-time bridal business trying to get it going. Right. And, you know, it got to the point where I was booking, I was booking every Saturday. And the, the beauty of it was that, you know, most people book weddings at least six months to a year's time in advance. So I could see my calendar filling up for the summer thinking, God, my retail job, isn't going to let me off work every single Saturday to do these, to do, you know, these weddings. And it, it forced me to have to make a choice. There comes to a point in your career where you have to make a choice, a very pivotal decision. And that was, do I really want to do this? Or am I still going to, am I going to put both feet in or am I still going to have one foot in and the other foot out? Mm. And that, and I decided that I had to, I had to just go all in. I had to go all in. And it was the scariest thing I'd ever done. It is literally like jumping off a cliff and building your building your security net on the way down. And it was the best decision I made. But I knew that I was going to I knew there was going to be a lot of I knew it wasn't going to be easy. And that's when I found that, you know, I moved into my girlfriend's basement. She let me pay, you know, like for rent or whatever. And I gave, because I couldn't afford, I quit my full-time job. I couldn't afford to live on my own anymore until my bridal business got really got off the ground. It was bringing in consistent income. Mm -hmm. So I, um, I ended up living with her. It was humiliating at 34, like just not being able to afford to make ends meet on your own. And and I said, I'm only here six months. I said, I'm giving myself six months. I am going all in, both feet in, balls to the wall, like done. Like this mm-hmm. is like do or die. And within six months, I had enough money saved to move into my own apartment. And then in one year, I had, I was making eight to 10K months in my business. <laughs> It, <laughs> oh gosh, this is so amazing. And I had a team. And honestly, if I hadn't have made that super scary choice, it probably never would have happened because there's mm-hmm. there's so much power behind making that decision and taking that action. There's so much power that comes behind it. It it I would have never had the drive had I not done it like that. Mm-hmm. Wow, this gave me chills, but it also like made me like tear up because I just feel like that is so resonating. And I feel like it's um 
gonna resonate with a lot of people. Right? Oh, it's actually three 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 right now. Oh my gosh, three three three. So it's funny because I actually put this on my story today. You know how I do the daily downloads. Um, I put it on my story to that whatever it is you're contemplating, go all in. So I think this is really just coming to the surface for me as well because I'm going through another shift in my business. So. Uh, and also, if you guys are listening to this right now, I think this is a message for you. You know, there's no coincidence that you're listening to this right now. And I know that is scary and it was scary for you, Brianna. But my question for you, when you took that huge leap of faith, um, what were you mostly scared of? I was afraid of failing. Mm. Afraid of failing. I was afraid that I was going to do all this work and it wasn't going to happen for me. I think that's what, I feel like that's what everybody, it's like fear of failure of it not working for them. Mm. You know what I mean? I think that goes through everybody's head because, you know, I was, again, I still didn't know anything about business. I really didn't learn about business until after six months after I had gone all in because thing is, is it's easy. It's, I shouldn't say it's easy. It's fairly easy to start putting yourself out there and getting clients, getting Mm -hmm. makeup clients, right? That's, that's fairly easy to do, but turning it into a business, that's something that nobody teaches. And so Mm -hmm. I had to learn a lot of that on my own. I mean, I, like you was super into manifestation. I was I was going to conferences that Bob Proctor spoke at, you know, I was, you know, listening to all of the great, like super successful online marketers, Mm. you know, like Anik, I think his name is Anik Single. Um, And what's the guy's name that wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Oh, uh, Robert Kiyosaki. Yes. Yes. I was all, all up in there, everything. Like Mm -hmm. I was really into that. That's when I really started learning the business aspect. Wow. So many chills. Oh, this is so, (laughs) so, I just, I, another thing about your story about how you made this quantum leap, because um, if you guys are familiar or not familiar with what that is, it's, it's pretty much, there's a, there's a timeline. There's a timeline when you're supposed to become a successful makeup artist. Let's say that you would have stayed at the, the retail job for 20 years instead of making that leap, then you would have still became a successful makeup artist, but it would have been down the line. And so the fact that you took that leap, you actually quantum jumped into the six figures that you made that year. And I love the part of your story when you talked about going all in and how you set the deadline. I think a lot of people think when people make these huge quantum leaps, how they went zero to a hundred that they think it just happened like that. But usually, or 100% of the time it comes because there is a deadline and you added urgency. So you made the decision that you were only going to be there for six months. And that is what made the shift. So I just love, love, love that part of your story. Oh, thank you. No, that's really interesting. I never thought about it like that, but yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's a really golden key is like making that deadline and creating it like a sense of urgency. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's and you're obviously very in tune with the um, the world of working with coaches and mentors. And you you talk about how you started learning more about business, and you are a complete manifestation for other people who are on this track and they're wanting to learn how you did the things that you are doing in your business right now. So my question for you are is what it, were some of the main things that truly shifted your business financially? that you applied mm -hmm. and, um, and what would you recommend for somebody who's just now starting out? It's a great question. Um, so the first question, this is going to sound really crazy, but it's making huge, scary investments. Mm. Every single time I made huge, scary investments, I'm not talking about signing up for the knot or wedding wire that's, you know, like $200 a month. I'm talking like my first big scary investment that I ever made was a um, $4,000 website or a $4,500 website. When I was living in my tiny apartment, I knew I needed a better presentation. And, you know, you could say maybe that was the shift, the turning point also that got me to six to six figures is having an actual six figure looking website, you know, um, you gotta, if you, you, your brand needs to represent, you know, where you, where you foresee yourself going. And I had no idea how was, I was coming up in the, with the money. I was only making like consistently at that time, 3,500 a month. And I had to come up with $4,500 in three months. Wow. And I, I pushed and hustled and I made it happen, but it was pivotal. So I guess going back, answering your question, it's every time, every single time that I made really scary investments was when my business changed and shifted. Wow. Super scary. And, and, and the investment, every time I invest, it's always scary. It's always, even now it's still scary. But it's that is where you really like the fire under under your belt to really be able to see results and get where you want to go. I love that part. That is so important. It kind of talks back to what I was just talking about before about that deadline. You know, a lot of yeah. um, a lot of people think that success happens so fast again but the reason why these people go from making you know a couple hundred dollars a week to thousands of dollars a week is because there was urgency there was there was a you knew exactly how much you needed to manifest and you knew when you needed it by and that's why the money manifested and i tell people this all the time money likes to be shown where to go and uh, it's actually a quantum leap when you invest your money and your energy and your time, but you're, you putting your money where your mouth is, no matter how much the amount is, is actually what is making that shift. Because a lot of people can say all these things, but are you actually coming up, um, showing up as the highest version of you that already is operating at that highest frequency? So, oh, I'm so excited about that. Okay. So I was listening to your podcast and you're talking about, um, high, price points with low volume 
and high volume with low price points. So you are actually one of the highest priced makeup artists in Las Vegas, yes. Nevada, which is let's, can we just celebrate that really fast? Ah. <laughs> but can you talk a little bit on the high price points and the low volume? Yeah. So it basically ties into like who your ideal client is and who you want to serve. So, and how much money you want to make. So you go in and if you really think about, and this is great advice I would give anyone that's really, you know, struggling with price is to ask yourself who my ideal client is and what, what venues is she hiring right now? right? Like what venues is she hiring right now? Are those, are those expensive venues? Are they inexpensive venues? Really identify who it is that you're serving to be able to decide to help you with your price point. And if you, once you realize, let's say that you do realize that you want to be priced high, that you want to target luxury brides and you want to have, you want to be priced high. You can have, like, you can choose to have, be priced high and high volume, but I'm priced at high price, low volume, because I want to be maximizing my efforts and my time for the least amount of work possible. So instead of booking, let's say, you know, um, 10 brides a week, you know, and having all the administrative duties to deal with scheduling trials and all that stuff for 10 clients, 10 brides, I'm only booking five brides, let's say at a thousand dollars with, you know, five brides with, um, larger wedding parties. Right. So I'm only doing you know, administrative work for five brides versus 10. And I'm probably making the same amount of money. So it's also comes from a place of working smarter, not harder. If that makes Mm. sense. And setting your standards and setting your standards. And there's other business models. There's business models of, you know, um, like I know glam squad, like their business model is more volume. They're price low but they have higher volume. So they're priced lower, but they have 10 brides a week. It just depends on where your business model is. And that's going to be, that's going to help determine, you know, who you want to serve. Who's your ideal client? What kind of bride do you want to help? What do you kind of bride do you want to book? Wow. Oh, you are so amazing. I'm obsessed with you. So I'm, I'm super excited for all of the things that you have going on. I do want to just personally ask a little bit more about the mastermind that you are hosting and the details on that, if they are manifested. You mean the beauty retreat or the mastermind? Uh, I think it's a beauty retreat, actually. The beauty retreat. Yes. Yeah, so, I'm so excited. Oh my God. So this, oh gosh, I'm terrified. No. Uh, it, this is going to be really awesome. So um, it's coming. I We are still working out prices, logistics, um, but it's looking like it's going to happen in Cabo. And 
Okay. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. This will be happening later this year. So we are shooting tentatively for the second week of November during the week because we know makeup artists mostly work on weekends. Um, And we also planned it so that November, you know, October is always a really busy bridal month. So we're also planning it based on that after October, everyone's going to want to like take a break Mm -hmm. and chill out for a while. Um, But this is all going to be about this beauty retreat is not about makeup. Mm -hmm. So this beauty retreat is about inner beauty. This is about manifesting and becoming the next level version of you. It is about shedding. It's going to be about shedding, limiting beliefs, releasing, um, releasing traumas and shedding wound past wounds that you have and really looking at who you want to become. And it's a three day event that is going to take you through that process of day one, we're going to shed day two, we're going to recognize the amazing gifts we do have. And then day three, we're going to put it together all in an amazing photo shoot of who (gasps) it's almost like the journey. It's going to be a three-day journey of really becoming that next level. And so the last day you have become, and we're going to do a whole photo shoot, um, glam and everything. So it's it's going to be so freaking amazing. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. Count me in. I'm already 110%. It's it's so full circle because that's what I put on my vision board. I want to travel, but I want to travel with high level female entrepreneurs. So I have a trip to Tulum that I'm manifesting for my birthday. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Yeah. I keep my eyes peeled for stuff like this because I'm like, what's all the work even for if, you know, if it's not right, money's not going towards building relationship. It's not going towards experiences. I'm a very, um, experienced person and people, everybody has their money, but motivators. Mine is not my hair. Mine is not clothes. Mine is not luxury things. Mine is experiences and meeting really cool people. So like concerts and trips and all that stuff, I will go all in. So I will 1000% be there. We are going to, we're going to drop, um, May look for, we're going to start talking about it in May. So that's when we're going to start. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So I personally just wanted to ask that question, but I know that you are doing amazing things for other people in the beauty industry right now. You are a coach, you are a mentor, you are just being the example for every single person who is out there making that leap of faith and following what they love. So where can people find you? Yes. Um, the best place to connect is Instagram stories. I'm in stories all the damn time, every day at Brianna Michelle, at Brianna Michelle coaching. Yay. And then you also have something for the listeners and what exactly does that entail? Yes. So I just released a free mini course. So it, for those that are looking to get a taste of what it looks like to have a six figure business. I just released six secrets to six figures. It is a mini six module course that will help you um, understand the marketing that needs to happen in order to help you create consistent income in your bridal business. Wow. 
So you are an expert with all things on social media, on Instagram. So that explains why you're on the stories all the time. All the time, all the days. <laughs> so am I, but I am definitely tuning into this because I love being on Instagram, but at the same time, I feel like I want just a little bit more strategy and structure when it comes there. And I'm super, super excited to tune into this. So uh, Brianna, I'm so excited that you were a guest today. I'm excited for all the things that you are manifesting right now. Like I said before, I will be in Cabo with you, eating my tacos, drinking my margarita. Oh yeah, and, girl. <laughs> and I'm so excited for all the things that you are doing. And I just can't thank you enough for being a guest on the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yay. I really appreciate it. All right, guys, tune in to all of the uh, details in the show notes. We're also going to be sending this out on our email list. If you are listening to this right now, make sure that you screenshot this episode, please, 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 and tag us on Instagram and tell us one thing that you really, really resonated with today. It means so much to us. I get so surprised when uh, we have listeners out on the podcast reach out to us on Instagram because we never know. So... (laughs) Make sure you take that leap and we will see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the Makeup Mentor Podcast. If this episode resonated with you, if it helped educate you or it just changed your perspective in any way, shape or form, please stop what you're doing right now. Take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at the Makeup Mentor Podcast and you will be rewarded with a free journal prompt just for sharing. Or you can head over to my website and learn about working with me one-on-one, breaking down those money blocks, taking your business to the next level, and possibly even being a guest on the show. Thank you guys again so much for listening to this episode, and we will see you next week.